Well, my name is Sean Wadiemi. Most people know me as Sean, but I prefer Sean, if you can pronounce that. <laughs> it matters because it affects your survivors. It affects them not just from a financial standpoint, but also from an emotional and a spiritual standpoint. There are two types, power of attorney for property and power of attorney for personal care. Is essentially thinking through the process of how do I transfer everything that I have, whether you think you have a little or you have a lot. For a will to be enforceable, the language must be clear and mandatory, not ambiguous. Everyone should have life insurance. If you have loved ones who depend on you, you should have life insurance. Your wealth and everything that God has blessed you with passes on to your loved ones in a more tax-effective way. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. And choose your host, Sheon Adeyemi, President and Senior Financial Planner at SA Capital Advisors. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Sheon Adeyemi. And um, you're listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. Um, over the last few weeks, we've been talking on the topic of wealth transfer. Uh, had to take a few weeks off um, just to, get, to um, work on some personal things. Uh, but I'm glad to be back. And uh, we're going to lip off the conversation we had with Lauren Robinson. where We were talking about splitting heirs. And we talked about... Um, how to leave money to your loved ones without ruining their lives. We're gonna we're building off of that, and we're gonna talk about what is wealth transfer, uh, what is estate planning, and what's the difference, and, and why does this matter. And then we're gonna dive into what the tools and techniques to wealth transfer is. How what are some of the things you can do? Um, you can start putting in place to ensure that you effectively and efficiently transfer your wealth to your loved ones. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Um, what are POAs, power of attorney? We're going to talk about wills, trusts, life insurance. Uh, we're going to talk about joint ownerships. We're going to talk about named beneficiaries. So, um, so that's that's it. What we're going to talk about today. So, what is wealth transfer? Well, wealth transfer is a stewardship-driven process that seeks to honor God in how wealth is passed on by considering the potential impacts on its beneficiaries. So is essentially thinking through the process of how do I transfer everything that I have, whether you think you have a little or you have a lot, how do I make sure that it passes on properly and what's its impact, especially the spiritual, but also what's the financial impact it has on my beneficiaries. Because wall transfer is the last stewardship decision that you get to make. It's wall transfer incorporates estate planning, but is not estate planning. Um, with wealth transfer, a beneficiary should not be surprised by your decisions. Too often, the topic of money is such that it's it's almost a taboo that you don't talk to your to your family or loved ones about money. And so, when you pass, some of these things are surprises to them. Well, wealth transfer ensures that as you are making the decisions, the your loved ones, your survivors are not surprised by the decisions you make because wealth transfer considers three main questions. Who owns it? How much is enough? And it is, is the next steward chosen and prepared? 
because wealth transfer focuses on passing on wisdom before wealth because wisdom can lead to wealth but wealth does not always lead to wisdom matter of fact wealth can destroy if there's no wisdom for instance i mean you hear of athletes that are very wealthy but have gone broke because there was no wisdom in how they manage your money i mean i can think of two people right off the top of my head anton walker who was a nba player who went broke right uh we've heard stories of iverson and he's spendthrift ways where he kept buying jerseys every town he went to or kept buying clothes he never managed money properly where he almost got broke if not because of a trust that was set up for him that when he reaches a certain age he has access to that money otherwise he would probably have blown all the money he made in his career right so the the main point is that transferring wisdom before wealth because wealth does not always lead to wisdom um, wealth can actually destroy you uh, Proverbs 17, 16 says, why should a fool have money in his hand to buy wisdom when he has no sense? Um, Proverbs 21, 20 says, precious treasure are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. And so the whole wealth transfer process incorporates the idea that um, you're passing on, yes, you're passing on wealth, but you're also passing on wisdom. And it's done in a way that your loved ones, are, uh, your family members, and those who survive you are prepared and are able to get what it is that God has um, entrusted to you. And in the last episode, we talked about um, splitting errors. We talked about passing on wealth. Well, we talked about six steps. And just a quick, a quick recap, we discussed uh, what the decisions are. There's the transfer, transfer decision. Who is going to get the wealth? There's a treatment decision, how much will they get? There's the timing decision, when will they get the inheritance? There's the title decision as to what they get. Um, there's the tools and techniques, which, which we're gonna talk about today. And then there's the talk decision. How will, how will I communicate my plan to my loved ones? If you wanna catch more on that specific episode, you can go to um, sacapital.ca slash podcast and you'll know, find the episode on splitting errors our conversation with lauren robinson now what is estate planning well estate planning is the comprehensive process you undertake to ensure your loved ones are well taken care of should you pass away or should you be unable to make decisions for yourself i know it sounds a lot like wealth transfer as well but here are some basic differences Wealth transfer considers the impact of your wealth on your recipients as the highest priority. Whereas estate planning consists of the, considers the impact on the donors and the estate. The idea with uh, um, estate planning really is more financial related. How can I transfer this in the most tax, effect, um, tax efficient way? Wealth transfer implements plan that can and should begin now while estate planning implements plans that begins after death wealth transfer involves the family input now and professional advisors later while estate planning involves professional advisors now and the family later see wealth transfer makes stewardship decisions estate planning makes 
tax efficient decisions. Wealth transfer considers, um, considers ownership while estate planning looks to retain control as long as possible, even beyond the grave. And so, but why does this matter? Why, why is there such a difference in estate planning and wealth transfer? Well, think about this. What if you were given a month to live? Would you want to spend the precious time remaining with lawyers and accountants and other professional advisors? Or would you want to spend those sweet final moments with the ones you love? Considering that you've already done what you need to do, you've already gone through the wall transfer process, so you don't have to worry about that. It matters because how you make those decisions and what you do, God will hold you accountable. It matters because stewardship isn't just about how you handle what God has given you in this life, but also how you pass it on to the next generation. It matters because it determines the kind of legacy you live behind. It matters because it affects your survivors. It affects them not just from a financial standpoint, but also from an emotional and a spiritual standpoint. That's why wealth transfer matters. And so therefore, as believers, I I believe we should focus not just on estate planning, but wealth transfer. Because like I said, wealth transfer incorporates estate planning already. So it's it's a more in-depth way of looking at passing on your wealth that estate planning does not look into. Wealth transfer ensures that the next stewards are chosen and that you can leave a memorable God-honoring legacy for them. So, what are some of the tools that you can go through? What are some of the things you can do to ensure that... Um, if you've gone through all the decisions we talked about in the previous episode, the timing, the transfer, what are some of the tools you can use to effectively pass on this wealth? Well, talk about POAs, power of attorney. What a POA is, is it's a directive that should you, there, there are two types. There's uh, um, power of attorney for property and power of attorney for personal care. Power of attorney for, for property essentially says, um, should I be in an accident or in, be in, in, incapacitated and I'm not able to make certain decisions about uh, my property or my bank accounts, what this, who can make those decisions for me? So that's either your spouse or um, your, your, your children. Should you get in an accident where you, you are, you, you're in a hospital for months or you're in a hospital for um a certain time, a certain time period, how can they, how can they make decisions that you would, um, you would usually make? Well, that's where power of attorney comes in. It's able to make those, um, financial decisions for you. And then there's a P, um, power of attorney for, um, personal care. So things like, um, do they, should they keep you on life support? Um, should they pull the plug or do you want to donate your organs to, um, a cause that can help cure cancer. There's so many other, there's so many implications to this, but it's important to have this done. A lawyers, um, when you sit down with a lawyer um, as part of your estate planning process, this is something that uh, a lawyer would walk you through is making sure you have a POA to take care of those things. That's one. And then two, there is wills. A will is a legal document used to communicate your personal wishes and how you will you wish to distribute your estate. 
Now, wills are usually governed by the province you live in. So uh, that's something to be mindful of. Most uh, sometimes I get people uh, when I offer, when I recommend that, OK, go get your will done. Uh, yes, you can do it online. There are a lot of online templates to get your will done. For me, I'm not a big fan of that. If that's all you can do, it's still better than not having a will. But I prefer that if you can spend a little money, three, four five hundred bucks, actually sit down with a lawyer to get a will done. Or part of the reasons why is because if you try to do this wills yourself, um, you, for will for will to be enforceable, the language must be clear and mandatory, not ambiguous. That means it's not suggestive in nature. Like, well, I would like, or I, I mean, I suggest that my wife does this. A wills like they're usually not clear, and that's why having professionals to do a, a will for you properly is um, will ensure that your instructions are clear enough that it can be executed. When preparing a will, here are some of the things you need to be aware of: is an executor. A will must contain an executor. That's a person who will carry out the instructions in the will. Uh, an executor is also known as um, an estate trustee. This could be a person or this could be a company. Now, you may consider naming your wife as an executor. You may consider naming your children as an executor. But one thing to also factor in is the competency of who you choose as, a, as an executor. Even if they may not know much about money or much about how to do these things, is do they have, do they know who to go to? Do they know who the kind of professionals to hire to help them get this? Because there are companies who would help you, who can help your loved ones execute um, the contents of your will. So it's it's important to ensure that your exec, um, you pick an executor in your will and they are aware of these things. And even if they cannot execute the will, they hire the right people to do that because an executor is obligated by law to follow the instructions in the will. But if the instructions are um, a bit above their head, um, they don't understand what the instructions are. If they're able to hire the right people to help them do that, then it better prepares them to execute your will properly. Some of the factors to consider when also um, getting your will done is um, how will your surviving spouse be taken care of? Uh, how will how will the minors, your kid, your, your children who are under the age of majority, how are they going to be taken care of? How will they inherit the property? Um, it's important to consider that. For instance, even if I'm going to leave my property to my loved ones who are minors. Once they reach the age of majority by law, they're entitled to this wealth. However, does that always make sense? For instance, um, Whenever I'm working with clients, sometimes they want to put their kids as um, as beneficiaries in their life insurance policy, which is great and all. But to take that a step further, I say choose a trustee. A trustee is somebody that ensures that if you pass on while your kids are under the age of majority, uh, the trustee ensures that your life insurance proceeds are kept until um, they turn 18. However, it, that doesn't necessarily mean that given an 18-year-old kid, kid 18 um all your wealth is a wise thing i remember who i was when i was 18 years 18 i knew nothing about money and that's where a will comes in because in a will you can stipulate how this wealth is given to um this life insurance proceeds are given to them for instance you can um 
you can you can you can create a trust that um, once uh, my life insurance proceeds are paid out, it should be paid out into a trust because a trust can ensure that an 18 year old kid does not get his hands on half a million dollars or whatever your insurance policy is. It can you can delay when they get that money till when they're 25 or when they're 30 or when they're whatever age you choose there because at that point the the hope is that they're a bit more mature and they have a bit more knowledge on how to um, use the resources that you've left to them. Um, how will your kids be taken care of? Who's going to take care of them? Um, the educational cost of minors, things to consider is also if you have kids who are disabled, uh, how will um, the disabled children be taken care of? These are things that you have to consider when you're getting a will done. Um, so that's uh, there, there's so many nuances to getting a will done. The idea I'm hoping to pass on here is that if you don't have a will, go get one preferably hire a professional to do it it's it's a stewardship decision it's not something that you should we tend to push that ball down the road and think okay i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it but you know what life happens and life can happen anytime god forbid you pass on before you think you will uh, making um, getting a will done ensures that whatever you have is passed on and your wishes are passed on and a will helps you do that then you have um, one of their tools we have are trusts. A trust can be a good estate planning tool that helps you transfer money to your from um, um, to your assets and uh, to your uh, to your loved ones in a tax effective way. Um, a trust can be set up through your will that when you pass on, I, I mentioned uh, earlier on that, for instance, you can create a trust through your will that when your life insurance proceeds, instead of passing on to uh, just remaining in a uh, remaining in a trust till your kids turn eighteen, you can actually create the trust in a way that it delays when your family or when your children gets that money till when they're financially responsible. Uh, the different kinds of trusts, uh, I'm not gonna go into it on boy. There's testamentary trust, there's intervivos trust that can be created while you're alive, that helps you. For instance, you have um, a number of properties you can transfer to a trust. It allows you to be able to. Uh, manage how the investments how your investments trickle down to your loved ones there's also life insurance life insurance is a big part of this uh, should be a big part should be even for the most basic person everyone should have life insurance if you have loved ones who depend on you you should have life insurance um the different types of life insurance is permanent life insurance is term life insurance. There are different schools of thought that would tell you never get permanent insurance. It's a horrible investment. And there are schools of thought that would tell you never get term insurance because it expires. It's horrible. I don't stand on either aisle. I believe life insurance, whether that's term, whether that's permanent is important. Now, my belief, though, is that for the vast majority of people, term insurance works perfect for them. That's all they need because for very for for an if in effect um inexpensive policy you can get a whole lot of term insurance that ensures that should you pass and should you pass your income your the life insurance can replace the income that would be missing so um term insurance for most people is what works for those who have a bit more wealth permanent insurance can work uh, in the sense that if you have, if you, ha if you, if for instance, if you're a business owner 
and you have um you have money stuck in your corporation uh, permanent insurance can help move some of that money in a tax effective way out of your corporation into the insurance policy that um, ensures that all that money stuck in your company can eventually go to your family without having to go through a whole bunch of other taxes and whatnot. I'm not going to go into details of that for this podcast, but the, the, the important um, thing to note is that life insurance at the very least should form um, a basic part of your estate and wealth transfer process. Um, then there's joint ownership. Uh, if you have properties, um, whether that's a rental property, uh, you should at some point start looking to own those properties either with your kids because that ensures that the the property you have does not form a part of your estate. Because if you own that property by yourself and you pass, then it forms a part of your estate and also forms part of how probate fees are um are taxed. We're going to talk a little bit about probate fees in a, in a in an upcoming episode, but having joint ownership in in some of your in in some of the properties you own makes sense. Even bank accounts, when you have bank accounts that are jointly owned, if you pass, it at least gives your loved one access to money to take care of things that are going to come up should you, should something happen to you. So joint ownership is a big part of estate planning. Then there's named beneficiaries. Many people have um, either pensions at work or RSPs or TFSA. Having a named beneficiary on some of your investments ensures that it passes on to your loved ones in a more tax effective way than if you didn't have it, if you didn't have them as named beneficiaries on that. Um, so whether that's your RSP, whether that's your retirement, um, your RRIF, it's um, re uh, registered retirement income funds. So this is some of the ways that some of the tools you can use to help ensure that your wealth and everything that God has blessed you with pass it on, passes on to your loved ones in a more tax-effective way. Power of attorney, wills, trust, life insurance, joint ownership, and named beneficiaries. Uh, you can read up on all, a lot of these things and try to do it yourself. I would not recommend that. I would recommend getting professionals to assist you with that. But these are tools that you can use to ensure that all that God has given you, you also honor him in that. And um, that's it for today. On uh, an upcoming episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. We're going to talk about probate fees. What are those? How death and taxes, where they meet. What are some of the things you need to be aware of? Um, I have a guest that's going to be coming on. Um, so look forward to that. Um, thank you for listening in today. And um See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. You can find us at sacapital.ca slash podcast. And you can reach us at 1-888-365-8883, extension 377. Or send us an email at podcast at sacapital.ca. You've been listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Show ID Thank you.
Brandon at Mitchell Media.